Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Back for another week. We are back indeed. Just one more. Uh, just one more? Why, are we going to call it quits at this one? Quitsies. Yeah, there's not yeah. too much on the horizon, is there really? Like we had a lot of the hype really at the start of the year. Um, I don't know. I have some relatively high hype, just quite far away now. Yeah, and it's like April is really hype, but not just in a horror sense. Like, there's some really yeah. cool stuff that I'm really looking forward to, but not really horror stuff. Um, I just got to watch Avengers and Detective Pikachu, really. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's <laughs> all you need in life in general. That's sort of the rules I live by, really. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, we're here to talk about Book of Monsters this week, uh, which was a another Fright Fest favorite from last year. Um, they keep on coming, um, which is always they a delight. Indeed. Um, and a British one as well, this one. So that's very mm. exciting. Um, but we will get to that later on. And uh, also after that, we're going to be ta- talking about loads of TV. Um, we have the Twilight we Zone to binged. talk about. Uh, yes, um, you have binged indeed because you've now caught up on The Walking Dead. Hell yeah. Um, so we will find out if it's still good or not. Um, and of course, sort of the big mark. Um, Game of Thrones uh, is back as oh, well. It's back. I've just watched the first episode less than half an hour ago, so uh, you'll hear my get thoughts them on that hot one. Takes exactly, uh, but first there is—it's a slow news week. Um, there isn't a huge amount, except for this first news story, which is very, very exciting indeed. Um, God, I mean, you—you you set us up with a bit of a shitty news intro, and then drop yeah. us. Drop well, it's us a slow news week because there isn't much, but um, what we've Give got us the quality. Is- yeah, Not exactly. The quantity. Nah, this this show is always about the quantity. Um, basically, we have our first bit of information about this year's American Horror Story. Um, Hell yes! And More obviously, TV. it's so weird with American Horror Story. Like, I feel like it's probably one of the most talked about things we've had in our show's history um, because of the fact that it's obviously been on every year. It's such um, a regular, constant with yeah. the show, really, isn't it? We're either watching it or talking about the next season. Yeah, so like this will be the fourth year running where we've talked about it, and we've you know we started with Roanoke, which was awful, um, you know, very much a, a return to form with Colt that had some highs and definitely had some lows, um, and then Apocalypse last year, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Um, so I'm definitely on the higher scale of American Horror Story now, and mm-hmm. going into this one, cannot be more hyped because um, the title of this uh, next season is American Horror Story 1984. Um, which I saw first before I kind of read a bit about it. And I was like, okay, like that seems predictable. You know, 80s is very hot right now, Um, especially this year when this is going to be coming after Stranger Things and after it um, or around the same time as it. Um, So that in itself is kind of cool, but also a bit strange. Um, But the teaser video that they released with this is why we were both very excited for this. because basically just a small video of like a random killer stalking someone in the woods um i believe with a knife or some weapon of some sort and um she basically hides in the cabin and like i think the knife comes through the door or something like that yeah it's, it's got it got the very sort of grainy footage um and yeah it's it's very much just a this looks this season looks to be a homage to the 80s slashers um it's weird i can't imagine that being the season like i wonder yeah. what what trick this is i feel like this will be part of it but i can't see this being the whole thing but who the hell knows i mean i am hyped yeah it'll be interesting to see because when you first think about it yeah you're like how does that work but then having said that like scream queens obviously was modern but that was just a slasher uh, scream the tv series yeah not as good um on, but obviously us. scream queens you know that is the same guy ryan murphy and and the season one was so good and like that it actually fits the american horror story perfect because we know that they kind of love to kill off characters um yeah. you know you have that ability to with obviously bringing back the yeah same like actors a slasher movie is perfect yeah because they can yeah. just kill off whoever they want whenever they one exactly. I, I like Paulson to go quickly i'm not gonna yeah, lie. like each week you know you <laughs> kind of have someone killed off like, imagine if the first season it's like boom sarah paul oh first episode it's like yeah. sarah paulson's killed off that's like a big shocking twist like yeah um, you've got your drew barrymore moment exactly um but i yeah i cannot wait like i i know we we always say like like for me american horror story is best left alone until it actually is here so we can nah, just not this year but no year. i've already We're i've started the hype train every little early. image <laughs> <laughs> so yeah setting ourselves up uh the classic yeah. the classic yeah. horror bros uh, we've never been let down before not once no. go back listen. and listen guys not once Jordan Peele did not let us down. So it's Jordan the year Peele of hype. Does not let us down. Um, and evil will rob zombie, goddammit. So um. <laughs> <laughs> 
um listen there's a hype train update later on so yes. we'll save that um this next one this is a very he's already told one. us three times that he's finished it's a wrap guys <laughs> oh man <laughs> just wait for the fourth time um oh, i can't wait so get this, to the end get to the end um so yeah this next one is just kind of a small update um because we did talk about this about a month or so, uh, so ago um where it was rumored um it's a casting update on the sort of upcoming bloom house revival of the invisible man um mm. which is, of course written and directed by lee winnell um yeah. so it's one of the very exciting projects and um we talked about it a while yeah recently that elizabeth moss was rumored to sort of star in the movie um and that has since been confirmed um which i'm really happy about obviously we just seen her in us um but kind of more notably for me being the lead in handmaid's tale um she's so goddamn good i just finished season two and absolutely loved it um season three i think starts in june as well so yay more television like it's all coming back <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm super pumped she's she to me is like a match made in heaven for horror because she's so good at that sort of stuff so. yeah definitely definitely you don't know which way she's gonna play it like no exactly so i cannot wait for this i think this is awesome awesome news um this next one just sort of dropped just as i was uh double checking the news before Ooh. we started recording um it's a nice little update on uh shudders creep show which we may or may not get in the uk we'll have to see on that one um but it's a very exciting project with the amount of people that are attached to it um you know there's already kind of uh greg nicotero sort of overseeing it he's directing an episode which is written by stephen king um we know that uh loads of joe hill wrote an episode and this is kind of to do with that really where the episode that joe hill wrote is actually being directed by tom savini um oh shit which is really cool um you know he doesn't do a huge amount of directing which is so it's really nice to see him actually do that um yeah i was gonna see like what the hell his directing credits yeah because all i can think of is he did the remake of night of the living dead and that was just because like george basically forced him to do it yeah (laughs) like he didn't want to do it think of anything else i mean he's done Um, nine things so yeah look well the theater bizarre can you remember that that was a while ago i've heard of that i have to think i've seen it dead time stories Chill Factor, Night of Living Dead, and a couple of TV things. Yeah, I imagine it's mostly yeah, TV. Not um, a lot. Not a lot. But yeah, this is awesome. He so he basically just said, um, I just directed an episode of the Creep Show TV series. Uh, there's twelve stories altogether. Each show will have two episodes in it. Um, so yeah, is so does he mean yeah? Is it like each episode is two different stories? Um, I guess yeah, I guess kind of like yeah, that's kind of like what these anthology shows used to be like, really, wasn't it? Yeah. You'd get you get two stories in one episode. I like that. I like that a yeah. lot. Um, yeah, and he, he, he also added, uh, mine's a combination of Stand By Me, The Fog, and Jurassic Park. It's really something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so in on that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty give much me those it. practical effects. Um, yeah. It's, uh, so Joe Hill wrote the episode, um, and he says it's an adaptation of his story by the Silvery Waters of Lake uh, Champlin, which right. I've read. I think I've read all of Joe Hill's books that are short stories, so I can't mm. remember if I've heard that one. I was going to say, yeah um i'll have to double check because yeah i i've definitely read his i think he only has two maybe he has a third one but i've read two of his collections of short stories and they're so good mm. um yeah i read yeah. one of his and i really want to read his other one yeah I, so I, yeah that's the yeah, first um, one that was fantastic yeah, that's the one i want to read um yeah. but uh yeah i cannot wait for this this is super super exciting mm. um and again yeah i just hope we can go. bloody watch it um it's another thing as well like i think we've mentioned it before but obviously that the tv version of nosferatu obviously the joe hill mm. book is out this year as well yeah um, mad there's been a few kind of trailers and stuff for it but the thing that i'm i'm excited for it but i did read the other day that apparently it's only like the first third of the novel is adapted for the season really which is really bizarre i know that's probably them trying to kind of keep some in reserve you know and churn out a few seasons but i don't know that seems risky to me because yeah i love that whole story as a complete story thing i mean it's such a weird story like not going Mm. massively into spoilers but you know it kind of it could work very much like it it. where you do have kind of Mm. some very distinct cuts yeah 100 percent. there probably are like three distinct kind of timelines yeah there are yeah um but oh such a great book yeah it's fantastic so i can't wait for that as well um one of my favorite like i've ever read to be honest with you yeah for sure it's it's absolutely amazing um but uh yeah this next one um is so i've never heard of this movie before it's coming to netflix um it's called where is the title i just had it a second ago um it is gone I think it's called The Perfection. 
Does that sound like a film? I mean, it definitely sounds like a generic yes. film. Yes, that's the that's the film title. Um, so the Perfection, uh, which is on May twenty fourth on Netflix. Um, this one is a weird one. It's one of those ones where the trailer came out, and I like that people have started doing this. Where Bloody Disgusting posted the trailer, and they were like, "Don't watch the trailer because it's too spoilery." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Thank you," because I will not watch it now. Um, but yeah, kind of. It was at festivals, got a bit of buzz. Um, most notably, the reason why I'm excited for this is because it stars um, Alison Williams, who was kind of the the female lead in Get Out. Um, nice. I've not oh, seen I thought the... it was because it's secretly a Tremors movie. Yeah, no, that would not be exciting. Um, oh. But uh, like, I haven't seen her in anything since Get Out, and I really no. wanted to see her in more stuff. So I'm I'm really excited for this one. Um, so like yeah, she's evil as fuck. Yeah, I know. Well, she looks evil on the poster, like sort of. So I can't Sweet. wait. Um, but yeah, just kind of. There's a lot of stuff premise? that's been added to um, the premise. Oh, I, it's really bizarre. It's something about violins, which was a little <laughs> bit kind of like, oh, this this sounds a little bit suspiriary, yeah, which kind of put me say, off a little bit. That worries um, me a bit, bro. But that's the difficult thing when they say don't watch the trailer because i'm like oh you know it could go two different ways but we shall see that'll be a fun one um but yeah netflix have been adding loads of horror stuff lately have you heard of um black summer yeah there's been like two tv shows that and another one that i've added to my queue that i'm like yeah and a few films as well is this the quiet place one yeah that's the film the silence um silence yeah which we might do a show on probably next week but um black summer is like this zombie tv thing yeah which proper looks up your alley yeah i'm definitely gonna give it a watch it's like Mm. the early days of a zombie apocalypse they say and and kind of like you know after watching something like a walking dead that's so far removed i'm like Mm. i really want to see like the the onset of a zombie apocalypse again in tv and so yeah i saw that and straight away added to my queue and and yeah kind of yeah, there was that and the silence. I just one there was another TV show as well that dropped. Um, I think there is. Yeah, and they dropped oh, a couple was, of other films. Oh, it was another film called The Basement. All right. That sounds quite huh. cool. Another horror movie as well. I think um, they added a couple that I don't know if are on the UK service, which is annoying because normally Netflix don't do this. But there was one called mm. Thriller. That was a Bloomhouse one as well, um, and another one called Mercy Black. But I did look, and I don't think that either of them are on the UK Netflix. Um, the Silence yeah. of Black Summer definitely are. Um, but yeah, there's this in the, and Mercy, this was all in the what, past. Sorry, Mercy, Mercy Black. Oh, Mercy Black. Mm, yeah, no, neither are on there. Yeah, which is a shame. Yeah. But um, but yeah, the other two definitely are. So I definitely want to check them out. But yeah, they've just in the last like couple of weeks, they just randomly dropped all this horror stuff, which is cool. Um, definitely. But uh, yeah, and then kind of the final one is the is the hype train update. Are you ready? Um, I am ready. I'm all ears. So. <laughs> He was on a radio show because, of course, <laughs> and uh, I'll finish just, the movie, Rob. I'll just read you the quote. Um, he says, I had to finish the movie. <laughs> I literally I just literally finished that two days ago. That's done. That was taking my life for the last couple of years. Um, he then added, I don't know for sure when it will be released in the early fall to September vicinity is what yeah, he said. Yeah. Fucking Fright Fest. <laughs> so Early gonna fall. happen um so gonna happen Make yeah i mean happen, if he's guys. if he says he's finished it now so he has a cut ready you know in, yeah. in april then he yeah it could easily know. happen he clearly doesn't know <laughs> <laughs> i just loved it when he was like i have to finish this movie like like the great I thing love, about- i love that he announced it twice on social media that it's finished and then yeah. when it's actually finished he just drops it randomly on a radio show he's like yeah, by the <laughs> way guys two days ago finished yeah <laughs> the thing i love about rob is we've talked about it obviously before where like when he when he's working with a you know a massive studio that just doesn't work with rob like it no, doesn't fly when, it, when he's no, got this, this all perfect. this pressure on him but then this is like the other end of the spectrum where nobody's telling him he needs to finish it and so like even i think he's realized like i need to just pull my finger out and finish this movie because otherwise he could be like messing with it for 10 years and that's just silly um yeah, so i, I, I love that to happen to be honest <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll need to find a new bit for our show when this goddamn movie comes <laughs> that is true we'll find something we'll find yeah. something i'm sure I'm sure it'll be something to do with like nightmare on elm street or some shit um yeah but yeah that's the hype train update for you this week um, oh yeah i mean it's it's gonna happen yeah we've like, got to keep winning right it. Ticket now, guys yeah it's gonna be their opening night and you can shake our hands when uh we're walking into the screening because we made yeah. it happen <laughs> exactly um but yeah should we talk about this week's film yeah sure let's talk about book of monsters
So yeah, like we said at the start uh, of the show, obviously a fright fest movie. Um, no, it was one of the one, one of the really smaller screens. This one was wasn't on the main screen, so not mm. a huge amount of people saw it. Um, it was kind of like a life changer situation where it was just one of those ones on a very small screen. Um, but it sounded cool, um, knowing it, it was did. a British horror yeah. movie with a kind of a focus on practical effects. Um, yeah, I really liked the artwork that was kind yeah. of being shown for it and stuff. That's what kind of drew me in more than anything. It yeah, kind of looked really, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, um, uh, Evil Dead, you mm. know, and that, that kind of style. Yeah, it's cool that they really got some custom artwork and like there's custom songs in this movie. They really mm. feel like they were trying to carve out their own identity, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, do you want to give us sort of a plot synopsis of this one? Um, why not? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what else we'd do if not. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this um, this movie is kind of centered around our lead character, Sophie. Um, and we kind of meet Sophie early on when she's quite a young child, um, kind of in the opening scene with her mother. And we get introduced to this. Uh, basically, her mum reads her the Necronomicon before bed. Mm. Um, I feel know, like we need to. I feel like we need to introduce a section at the start of every film review where where we say like, does it have a forced horror sequence in the first two minutes? <laughs> And I want to know how many movies that we cover don't have yeah. that because I, I'm really struggling to think of any. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, think I know some of them of, do fit it better. Like this yeah, one makes sense. You for know, sure. this this because we said you know obviously us does and it fits yeah. perfectly. And this one mm. serves a purpose. It is the crux of the whole film, and it kinda, yeah. it it makes very you know it makes very good sense. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, um, but yeah, I think definitely. Um, we should we should bring it up as a review point every week. Yeah, <laughs> we're really we going to keep it because I just want to see but, um, one that is ballsy enough to just be like. Yeah. I mean, does did Hereditary have like a, a like a very horror open? I feel like I that was know. quite a slow burn maybe straight not. away. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and kind of um, Sophie's mum gets kind of pulled under the bed in the opening scene, uh, seemingly by one of the monsters from the Book of Monsters. Um, we then kind of jump to Sophie, kind of at school. Um, you know, the very kind of generic setup. She's kind of the nerdy one, uh, kind of a little bit of an outsider. And she's got this confident friend that's kind of organizing this party at her house for like all the kids to come and gate crash. Um, and it is basically centered around Sophie's 18th birthday and kind of shortly before the, the party, her dad, um, gives her the Necronomicon or the Book of Monsters, as we'll now refer to it, mm-hmm. um, as a birthday gift because he's some sort of sadist. Like, what the fuck is he doing? Um, Wait, who, like, yeah. who gives her the book? Her, her dad. Right, okay. He's like, I've been hanging on to this for a while. And he's like, I yeah. didn't really approve of your mother reading this to you because it's stained in blood when you were mm-hmm. like four. But here you go, have it now. It does um, kind of make sense when you realize the story later on. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but it is. Yeah, weird. he obviously <laughs> understands. Why does like... he leave though? Can he not help her? <laughs> yeah, he's like, nah, it's on you now. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, peace out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so so then kind of um, obviously the uh, the book is tampered with, and um, all hell of uh, monsters and demons are unleashed onto this uh, party of eighteen year olds, questionable eighteen year olds to say the least. Uh, yeah. One one grown ass man that was in his forties that um, <laughs> <laughs> clearly should not have been at the party, let alone necking on one of Sophie's friends. But yeah, that's a whole range from like questionably young to way too old in this film. <laughs> like all like independent movies. Yeah, well, when the middle aged man turned up, I was like, oh, that's going to be a joke later. I'm like, no, they're mm. just playing that like he's one of the one of the kids of the class. Yeah, <laughs> um, but but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. Really, is a synopsis. Mm. We've already derailed, but you know, book of monsters equals yeah. monsters. Party death. That's pretty much it. Like there isn't a huge yeah. amount going on in this movie. Like it is very. It, like it does get to the point and just you know it gives you what you want in the sense yeah, of I it's called that. book of monsters and you yeah. get a book of monsters. It like fuck yeah. around the movies an hour and twenty four minutes. Like by by this by the finished after mm-hmm. 75 minutes as well <laughs> correct yeah <laughs> there's a lot correct. of credits um, um but yeah this um this movie uh interesting did you see the post credit scene 
Uh, yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> All right. I've I completely forgot wonder. about it. <laughs> we won't be talking about that just yet, guys. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> I don't think there's any point talking about it. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. Um, uh, but yeah, um, so that's a movie. Mm. How did uh, how did this one pan out for you? <sighs> yeah, this, do you this want me is... To go? Uh, yeah, I, I can go. This is a weird one. Um, it's it's almost like a one of the hardest ones to talk about, ready for the show, because I like this movie. Um, it was fun, but it didn't really evoke any emotion in me either way, really. It was just like a fun horror movie. And, and obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like that's what this movie was trying to be. Um, as we said earlier, like it does get to the point quickly. Um, after the kind of opening scene is played out, mm. we then get sort of about 15 minutes of setup where they're showing you the characters and the party and everything. Um, and then after that, it's pretty much just like 50 minutes to an hour of just sort of monsters going back and forth, fighting these teenagers, bit of comedy, bit of gore, bit of romance, all that stuff. And then the movie just ends. And like, I'm fine with that. Like it was everything it really needed to be. Um, without sort of trying to stretch itself too thin and try too hard. Um, mm. It probably plays it a little bit too safe at times, um, but I thought it was a fun movie, if, even if it was a little bit unremarkable. Um, yeah. It, but it's a hard one to talk about for the show because I feel like, um, and I feel like this is doing a disservice to this movie because we talk about it like like Pet Cemetery, for example, a movie like that evokes so much emotion because I think, um, of how angry you get watching it, mm. whereas this was just like, this was a fun movie that I watched and I don't I think, really need to think about it much yeah, more Yeah, I think that. the reason why... Um, it shouldn't be brushed over is the sort of budget and scale we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, 100%. Like something like a Pet Cemetery that we watched that kind of missed yeah. the mark and had such a crazy budget. Like mm. we can only go on what's reported. Well, I mean, I've not digged any further, but IMDb, IMDb is reporting that this is on a budget of $70,000. It's unbelievable. Which is just incredible because this movie yeah. is pretty much all practical effects. Yeah. The effects look fantastic. I think the monsters all look pretty interesting and yeah. look good and then when gore happens it was all like practical and really enjoyable and fun i think mm. for me you know I, I then i'm judging this movie in the pot of just all movies which is the massive kind of respect i can give this movie yeah. that i'm not putting it in this small low budget pot i'm i'm judging it as i am to a pet cemetery or whatever and um yeah, I'm, but I am kind of along the same lines as you, where I enjoyed it and I enjoyed the practical effects. I don't think we're ones for these monster movies. Um, I think where this movie does let itself down is the acting at times is pretty terrible. Mm. Um, and um, it, it labels itself as a comedy and the comedy never really hit for me. A couple of times it was super awkward, but kind of awkward, not really in a funny way. Um, it reminded me a little bit of when we saw like, kind of like Slaughterhouse Rules, where mm. kind of like these 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 last couple of British horror um, comedy slash things just seem to be missing the mark with the with, with the comedy completely for me. Um, you know, when you think of a movie, I mean, you know that we've that we've seen that has like made us laugh, but still gives us like crazy crazy kind of horror. Like, um, I can't. When when's that happening? Like I guess kind of ghost stories did. I was thinking like British horror, um, mm. but yeah, not not often. But yeah, this one kind of missed the mark there for me. Um, but still, yeah, I did really enjoy it. And I think kind of the thing that would be really um, enjoyable about this would, would be watching it in a crowd. Um, yeah. So kind of this as the late night show in if we because we saw like bore on like the really late night kind of 11 o'clock start time if we saw a movie like this this would be perfect like when you're just fatigued you're pretty drunk the the crowd is kind of weathered down so you're all kind of a bit more relaxed and you just kind of see this kind of crazy ass thing um because what was the new zealand movie that we watched the first night the kind of not the time, um, the time yeah you know like this you know that movie and this movie would be they're the great kind of i don't know when this what sort of time this was shown at fright fest but i think this is a, a great late screening movie yeah um and would be a yeah, ton of this, fun in front of an audience this would play so well at a festival yeah. obviously like it's a crowd pleaser and like you say it's fun with the practical effects yeah you got the fun practical <laughs> effects you got cool creature design and you don't really need to think about it much massively afterwards and definitely like going off the runtime again because it's something that we do mention a lot but i thought this movie did have a great pace and and really didn't overstay its welcome and i feel mm. like 
you know, I said it pretty much ends on about the 75 minute mark. And that's brilliant for what this movie is, because even if this movie was like 95 minutes, which is still a short ass movie. Yeah, it's too long at felt, that point. That, yeah, that would have felt like that would have been an extra 20 minutes. This movie just didn't need. And so I really respect that. That it, it at least that. needed three musical numbers for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, um, that's a movie that made me laugh recently. Yeah, I was going to mention yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I just forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, that's like, it's such an important thing to to say about it, but especially mm. in the festival lineup, like it's great because w- once you start watching multiple movies in a day and you get one, that's like a two hour mark. It's yeah. it feels like four hours, you know, whereas this would fly by in that situation. Yeah, so think, yeah. definitely. It's perfect. Um, yeah, it's yeah, a fantastic it's, festival movie. Yeah. It's, it's like a weird one. Like I say it's, it's really impressive for the budget. Mm. Um, and it, I think we, it was funny how we talked about this. I think, was it last week where we were saying about how obviously with Shudder and, you know, their downfalls of not really necessarily getting the licensing for the UK version. Um, mm. and, and I kind of mentioned that, yeah, they need to go after more British stuff and cater for yeah. the audience. And this is perfect. Like this is the type of stuff that needs to be on a service like Shudder because you're getting right to the core of the audience, which is exactly who should be watching this. And this is a perfect movie just to throw on one night. You see the imagery, you hear the title, you know exactly what this movie is about. Um, if you throw it on, you're going to have a fun time and it's like, you Definitely. just switch off your brain. It's, it's 75 minutes, have a good time. And then you'll, you'll move on with your life. You know, it's not something that really needs like a huge discussion. Like a lot of movies do on this, on the show. Um, no, that's no, kind of the only downfall of doing a show on it, isn't it? Like, <laughs> because that's like the whole point of this. Whereas I feel like I watched this, I liked it and I don't have anything else to really say, which is, yeah, it's an interesting hard. one as well, because it's kind of like there is horror for a lot of different scenarios. And I think this one definitely leads to a group viewing. Yeah. Like we both watch this on our own. And I think mm-hmm. kind of like, if you're, if you've got a horror party and you just shove this on and you just kind of like, you know, you've had a few drinks so maybe those jokes land a bit better. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're just watching some cool gore and some cool practical effects. Like that can all be, you know, that that's really enjoyable for like, a um, kind of you know festival or a you know home party kind of viewing but kind of like as kind of you know watching these movies kind of like you know week in week out th- this sort of thing kind of doesn't really stick in my mind because it just mm. kind of like you know do- does a half decent job i mean what did you think of kind of the the practical effects and and everything and the the creatures do they kind of pretty much land for you yeah like i i really enjoyed it my my only criticism and i have this with a lot of these types of things and i i get why they do it because they're obviously trying to cover up any sort of limitations in the budget they might have but i feel like the monsters look great it was just a case of especially early on they they, they leaned away from this a little bit towards the end but they were mm. there was a lot of shaky cam when it when it came to the action with the monsters. there was the guy in like the um plague mask yeah that, that was shown a lot but obviously that's a that's not really a creature design massively yeah. but yeah the one that had like the cyst on its back yeah that one in particular was, was... very much kind of zoomed in close-ups mm. and shaky cam and obviously i get that you don't want to show this whole thing goosebumps episode yeah like you don't want to show obviously the whole thing for like loads of time because it will ruin the illusion and i get mm. that but i i feel like there is a little bit you could have gave me a little bit more and i would have because like i could tell what the monster looks like even though it was shaky and, and cut like a music video and it's, it looked good so mm. show me more of it like i feel like they didn't need to be afraid of not showing me more that was my only criticism really because other, other than that like you say considering the budget it's preposterous like i have no idea how they made this movie it no, blows my insanity. mind if i would have watched this and you would have said to ask me i would have said at least a million like dollars yeah. for this film yeah. so the fact that it was what did you say seventy-seven thousand, seventy thousand. yeah yeah that is like almost a student film which is crazy because it does yeah, not look 76 like estimated um, apparently like, I feel like the only thing that shows the budget is the acting, and I, I yeah. feel like it's it's very degrees of acting. Like I do think a couple of people are decent, and I think a couple of people. Oh really yeah, bad. a couple of decent. I mean um, the 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 stripper guy was just infuriating. Yeah. Um, he was the one that when you watch these movies it really felt like long. oh that's the director's mate <laughs> yeah like he didn't really feel like an actor to yeah. me yeah i don't know and he was in it he was just in it far too long and just mm. needed to he had to the go. worst comedy as well because none of yeah. those bits landed really for me yeah but again and, a different um, audience like that's more into that sort of thing i could totally see those jokes landing but it, as me sitting there seriously sober watching this movie like it just didn't didn't land um it was weird that um they kind of like had these weird kind of romance things that were like mm. crowbarred in as well. Kind of like yeah. one of our characters 
one of one of Sophie's friends that I really thought was going to die like very early on and ends up kind of um, having this love interest with um, mm. Greg or uh, George or whatever his name was. I can see anyone's guys. name in this. <laughs> oh, now that's the one that they kept fucking up. Oh, okay. They yeah, called him Gary name. for the whole runtime. Cheers, bro. <laughs> yeah, I remembered something. Um, but yeah, like that kind of felt a bit forced and unnecessary. Um, and kind of like went went on way too long as these characters kind of survive longer and longer. I kind of thought to myself, hmm, I thought this was just going to be like a throwaway thing that you're going to get slaughtered. And then kind of like when it kept going, I was like, oh, okay. Um, so that, you know, that was that was a bit odd and kind of like I just felt like that was unnecessary. Like mm. the whole kind of book of monsters and figuring out what that's all about was kind of like fun. Yeah, definitely. But all that um, stuff was great. I it? just needed Ash to turn up, to be honest. Like, <laughs> if this movie has a Bruce Campbell cameo, it's probably in our top five. <laughs> Me. Yeah. Imagine if they could afford that. <laughs> could you? Well, I mean, that just rounds it up to 80. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he's getting free grand. That would be his most expensive gig in years. Yeah, you know. Um, well, no, they've got, to, they've got to, like, build a chainsaw arm. Oh, fair that enough. That takes a couple of K. Um <laughs> But, like, yeah, could you imagine, like, as, like, all hope is lost instead of Gary showing up, like, Bruce Campbell smashes the door down and says, groovy. Like, fuck mm. yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, one can dream. Yeah. But, yeah. I, was, I really liked yeah. the, the kind of sucky bus character that they had. That yeah. It was also, like, a shapeshifter. I really enjoyed all that stuff. And actual decent shapeshifting as well. We've kind of talked about it a lot recently with the whole doppelganger yeah, slash shapeshifter. But I thought it looked really good in this film. Like, there's a couple of scenes when someone's fighting with, uh, you know, their doppelganger essentially, mm. and it looked good. Like, it didn't look yeah, like I one of these the cheap kind of you can see the happened. scenes. I was like, Christ, and it's mm. definitely. I'm glad you brought it up because, like, we talked about it a lot during us, and kind of that's a very big budget movie. Yeah, and yet something with this crazy little budget pulled it off as good. Like, it didn't. Mm. It, it looked completely perfect. It didn't look like someone a completely different build in a wig yeah um so yeah it just shows that apparently you can just nail doppelganger yeah like, um, that's just it, the thing that you can do now this movie did have one of my pet peeves um i wonder if you can guess it or not but i feel like i have to bring it up because Dumb police oh yes <laughs> you knew it straight away um because listen as I soon get as they it. rocked up i was like yes <laughs> you were so excited <laughs> i was i was buzzing i was like oh matt is making frantic notes right now <laughs> i paused the movie and everything yeah. um i poured myself a whiskey just to take a victory swig <laughs> like like i get it i know why these movies do it like it's always played for laughs and i know i know they're kind of in on the joke of like oh yeah we're gonna play the police in this way and they are immediately idiots and they obviously get killed instantly but I just it just pisses me off, man. I don't know why I have such an irrational thing about this, but I have to treat all movies fairly, big and small. And so, yeah, Book of Monsters, you did it. You did them dirty as well. Can we just like get rid of that stupid convention in horror movies? Because it's so annoying. Um, I mean, at least they just got like fucking slaughtered. Yeah, like, true. They they didn't get to bumble around for long. Yeah, just for a little bit, like enough to irk me, and then they were killed off, and I was like, oh, okay. And it was just yeah. great because that was the that was their. I think that's the reason why it annoys me because you have someone calling the police. And then that's yeah. kind of their way of writing out why the police aren't there. You know, you just yeah, have one like, oh, yeah, the police car. suck. Yeah, well, yeah, and you just have one squad car as well that gets killed and then no one ever investigates that because, of course, that's realistic. So, like, yeah, yeah it's, another, it's just one of those writing things that really annoys me. Um, but, yeah, other than that, like I say, I think this was a really fun movie. I don't really have much more to add. Like, it's... Um, it's just a fun, fun time, really. It felt very British as well, which I'm always a big fan of. Um, Definitely think that uh, you mentioned Slaughterhouse Rules, um, mm. you know, which we saw last year had big name actors in it. It had monsters in it as well. And this is way better than that. Oh, yeah. Like way yeah. better. You know, and I imagine yeah. like if I had to guess that movie probably had at least a five million dollar budget. <laughs> um, and I feel like yeah, this I was think, way better. Yeah, I think um, like the the thing about this is it does have that charm. Mm, definitely you know it, it kind of and, and you feel like it has this care and like people that did it and kind of it, it feels like a passion of love and kind of like you've got to respect that and and it, and it and you know watching these movies like you know we've been watching a load of like old 80s movies that we've not seen before like recently and kind of mm. you can really tell that when they've got that like passion project and work you know there's there's love gone into it it really does hold up and kind of 
stand true and some of these more glossy films that don't you know mm. fall away um and yeah this definitely has that i think um i uh, yeah, the, the, not going into spoilers, but it definitely kind of it it did slow down when you got to like the mm. finale, when kind of like all our characters knew what they were trying to fight, and kind of like it it all kind of played out reasonably. Kind of it, it got it definitely got more dull at that point because you kind of knew the body count had slowed down, and then mm. I just didn't really care about the final battle between kind of like our remaining kind of party goers and kind of the succubus kind of. It, it yeah it just kind of felt like fairly inevitable at that point and kind of like it tried to give you a bit of a reveal and even then i was like eh. mm. like it yeah i just kind of um for me the movie was at its best when we just kind of like had that outbreak and kind of the party goers were going everywhere and kind of um i enjoyed the fact that they'd kind of like they're in the middle of nowhere so they just all run off to these different locations so then you could just cut away and there's kind of like four or five different monsters and they can all have their cool moments to kill people like that that part of the movie was super enjoyable yeah for sure um but yeah what, what would be your sort of recommendation for this one then um i'd say give us give us a watch with a bunch of friends like mm. have a few drinks stick this on and you'll have a good time yeah i completely agree i'd definitely recommend it um definitely more so with people but i still think it's worth watching like like i say i feel like it's made for something like shudder and i wish that it was uh, hopefully it will come to one of those services um but yeah i think you can do a hell of a lot worse like i've seen way worse movies than this and even though it's not something that i'll particularly remember like i saw this about five days ago now and i'm already struggling to remember like a lot of yeah. it but I yeah. remember enjoying it, which is the main thing. Um, and so I feel yeah. like, yeah, if you need something to just switch your brain off and have some fun with horror, which is, of yeah. course, one which, of the you know, reasons why nice. we watch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, then this is definitely a good one for sure. So, yeah, I definitely recommend it. Um, but, yeah, that was our discussion of Book of Monsters. Uh, we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. So yeah, we do have a question this week. Uh, of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter at SHBPod. Um, any sort of questions, horror or non-horror related. Um, and yeah, we just we'll got one it. in as we were recording. Um, on the buzzer. From Cody, uh, who says, uh, hey, bros, uh, I have a question. I was wondering I was wondering where the question was this week from Cody. Yeah, I, know. I was getting worried. <laughs> we recorded a little bit earlier this week, so yeah. um, but he still yeah. got one in. He got there. He got there. Yeah. Um, he says, I have a question I've been concocting for a few days now. Um, it's another nail buyer. Uh, if you were given 50 million US dollars, that is a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. You, I only need 76, yeah. 80 if I'm going to get Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Like I'm already just going to quit the show if I've got that amount of money. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you, if you got 50 million dollars to make a new Nightmare on Elm Street film, that is a very big budget for a Nightmare on oh, Elm Street film. Hell yes, Cody. I like your thinking. I would make it for 5 million and pocket the rest. <laughs> um, how it. would you do it? specifically who would play freddy what would be the plot and would it be part of the main continuity or would it be an entirely new continuity wow that is mm. that is difficult that is a lot of questions um well i can start with the most difficult question because it's the most easiest for us yeah i feel like you're uh, the the one to go to with this one yeah. so I mean, take it away yeah who would play freddy krueger there's not an one there's only one man on the planet that i want to play freddy krueger and it's not robert england anymore it's now richard Brake. Mm. this guy is my freddy krueger i want this to happen i'm once i've willed free from hell at fright fest into existence <laughs> this is my next thing that i'm gonna will into existence it's I'm so gonna, i'm gonna it's find so a way um yeah richard is my perfect freddy krueger um the fact that um obviously he is so um charismatic as a freddy but i also think we could get a, a cool freddy backstory with richard playing kind of you know not not necessarily a sympathetic freddy but not kind of this absolute monster that was kind of pictured in the remake like mm. i think there's kind of like i think there's a hybrid where we can go with freddy because kind of a lot of times um in the later sequels we forget what <laughs> what freddy krueger is because he becomes this charming character that we kind of love and i feel like you can kind of make him a little bit more that way, and especially with a Richard, but then have him super evil as well. I want him evil more than anything, you know, mm. when he's Freddy. I think, um, 
I don't really need, like, I think we don't want to carry on any continuity. I don't think it necessarily even needs to be a remake. It just needs to be Freddy Krueger, Elm Street, like, hunting kids in their dreams. Um, Yeah, I always like the phrase reimagining because I feel like it more accurately describes, like, I feel like what the Candyman movie needs to be is a reimagining, you know? It's a, it will have, it will pull from the first movie. It could pull from any of the, you know, Elm Street. I um, I want Evil Dead and, like, and yeah. now, now I'm saying that I think I want Fede to come back to horror to direct my <laughs> yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Richard. I mean, I've got fifty million, bro. Like, I'm well, gonna spend I've, it. I've got an idea that we can burn through some of that money. Um, All right. Who guess who we should have to be killed off in the opening scene of our new Nightmare on Elm Street film? <sighs> Okay, so this is our Drew Barrymore moment. Yeah, so Drew Barrymore moment is going to be a massive named actor or actress um, who does have ties to the franchise. Okay. He made his, his acting debut in One Night yeah. on Elm Street. Yeah. Um, of course, bring him he, back and kill him. he would cost you a shit ton of money as well. That's right. We're going to bring Johnny Depp back and we're going to kill him Hell in yeah. the opening scene. How about Hell that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking Nev Campbell, but let's go Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, Johnny Depp's perfect. Like that'd be yeah. so good. Like, shit, does that mean we've got to get Tim Burton to direct? No, I'm not so down for that. <laughs> no, definitely not. He does do a couple <laughs> yeah. of films, apparently. Yeah. Um, not that I'll ever watch him, but um, yeah, he uh, just get him out. That'll cost us at least probably. I don't know. He's going for a divorce right now, so probably at least forty-five million. So that'll leave us like five left for the film. That's probably all right, right? Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, we get Fede. We'll get Richard. Yeah. I mean, um, I could definitely do with the Bruce Campbell. Kind of like at the end, we can tease <laughs> that Freddie versus Ash versus Christ. Jason uh, Stinger at the end. Mm. Uh, you know, what I want is I want the glove coming out of the ground and then kind of the machete coming for it in slow motion. Mm. And then like the um, the chainsaw arm just to go between them. And that's <laughs> that's how the movie ends. Um uh. So yeah, I mean, give give me the money now, Cody. Yeah, that's <laughs> I think like, good for it, right? I'm assuming you you can write the check for us. So yeah, yeah just let us yeah. know. Yeah, you know, we'll make it happen. If you want to see that movie, you know where to send the money. <laughs> um. I want a goddamn Nightmare on Elm Street movie. The more I think about it, the more I need it. Mm. Like we've seen a lot of things for the show. Do we need and, it though? Like would well, it not just need, be a disappointment? I feel, I feel like the listeners need to go on the emotional journey that I'll go on, like mm. as the movie gets made. <laughs> and oh, I the second, try to the second they announced, the second they announced that, we're already going to start our retrospective well, watching could, all. Well, the could films. you imagine? <laughs> yeah, like I'll, I'll probably burst a vein. Like you think <laughs> Saw was bad, guys? Like mm. this one, this one cuts like very deep. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It'd be so bizarre. Like, like I feel like Free From Hell, like, we always forget about it because obviously it's become, like, a running joke with the whole waiting for the release date thing. But that was always the one of, like, man, what if Rob Zombie did a goddamn sequel to The Devil's Rejects? And that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the fact that it's got Richard in it and all of this stuff, you know, it, it really was, like, a perfect storm. But, yeah, if they if they announced, like, Nightmare on Elm Street and it felt like it was being made by the right people... um screw it let's just have jordan peele write and direct it as well why not like let's just do that like yeah i was thinking that i was thinking that i mean <laughs> you know a jordan a fede you know yeah do we, do we want to see what rob can do with this i mean i don't really think we should give him a franchise again just yet like no but, i feel like if but then anything if he's got richard if he's got yeah. richard as freddie like he knows how to make richard terrifying like you know I maybe like rob only... you know i think i think them are three guys them are front runners that i'll be interviewing I feel like Rob should only would do Texas, really. That seems like the best fit for him. Um, yeah. But then he's kind of already done that with his movies anyway, so you don't even really need to see it. Like, no. Um, How do you do? You want do you want dream sequences? Like, oh hell yeah! Like, do you want them to be kind of more just in location, but more grounded, or do you want him turning your friends into meatballs on a pizza and then eating them? I like, love the fact that reality can just be anything he dreams up. Like that, that mm. to me is the best part of the Freddy Krueger character. That's that the bit that really, anytime. really thinks like, imagine what Jordan would do with something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, we got glimpses of it, obviously with it, where it was like mm. Pennywise was doing all this really cool, weird shit. Oh, he was and, doing like, some Freddy Krueger shit. Weren't yeah. He? Like, oh, like that's what oh, it needs it. to be to me. But, um, yeah, yeah. it would be wild. <laughs>
that's a good question. Very good question. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, get me ones... talking about some Wes Craven, <laughs> and you know, you're, you're you're set for a good ten minutes, Cody. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, always hit us up on Twitter, of course, at SHB Pod, if you have any questions. Um, but yeah, kind of our TV roundup now. There has been a lot of Where TV. Where do we begin? Um, I want to. I really want to talk about Twilight Zone because. Yeah, we talked about the first one, didn't we? The premiere, yeah. uh, the comedian. Um, mm-hmm. So episode two, uh, I believe it is it. I think it's Nightmare at thirty thousand feet. Yeah. Um, because the original was twenty thousand. Um, kind of sure. only really similar. It's almost like the name is a throwback, really, in the fact that it's on a plane because it doesn't really follow any of the plot of the original. It's very much a new thing. Right. Um, it's cool that it's the first time that Jordan has a writing credit for the season. Um. He didn't write the whole thing, but he was kind of one of the, I think, free writers that came up with the story okay. idea for this. And then someone else wrote the screenplay. Um, so it's the first time that he's been like directly involved outside of just being the amazing narrator. Um, yeah. What did you, what did you think of this second episode? Um, I, it's, it's interesting because it's quite similar to the first episode for me mm. where I was proper into it to begin with kind of like when he kind of gets on the plane and obviously starts listening to the, um, podcast and kind of, um, that sort of stuff. Like I've realized how kind of intense those scenes are on a plane, Mm -hmm. kind of like red eye and that sort of thing. When you kind of, when a character knows shit is going down, but also like they draw attention upon themselves and then people think they're the problem. And like, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed that kind of, seeing that and that sort of thing as it started to play out more and more um the last few minutes i was kind of quite switched off and like when it ended it 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 was it was a bit unsatisfying um and so you know it it was still really good but i i kind of you know the the first 20 minutes were really good Mm. and then it kind of did taper away a bit but yeah still good stuff yeah, I, I really liked the second episode. Like, I loved the setup with the podcast and like finding this iPod and, you know, he's like listening to it and he's like, what's this old iPod? And he starts listening to it and he realizes obviously it's his flight number. And that's just such a bizarre sci-fi scenario that I'm already super into. Um, yeah. And yeah, once it starts unraveling, like I think it was, it was really cool. Like you say, those plane situations is just so goddamn tense and like mm. i love to have this praise upon that like it preys upon our thoughts and feelings of flight travel like post 9 11 and yeah very much kind of you know you don't want to make you know you are worried that something's going to happen to the plane but you also don't want to be the one that is causing the problem yeah so i love i love like when he kind of does something and then plays a little bit further into the podcast yeah like because of this person he's like fuck (laughs) yeah (laughs) like that was awesome but then it was also the case of like what you said really where um once once they reveal that a couple of times it immediately becomes apparent what's going on i was just like sit down dude like yeah (laughs) get yourself get yourself like some whiskey just put on a little face mask and go Mm. to sleep like just chill the fuck out like let it let it go yeah, but it, it was weird because obviously the first episode was like 55 minutes and then this was like 36 and it mm. did feel a bit too short for me. Like I thought they rushed through probably the middle part where it had a really strong opening and I kind of got where they were going in the conclusion. And then there was some stuff in the middle where they just kind of like rushed through it, um, yeah. which was a bit Even odd. Even the ending felt very rushed. And, yeah. Um, I did like it just didn't, I didn't really like it. I just liked how like over the top, kind of crazy it was like i dug that and i really liked the transition to jordan then coming back into it um Mm. because i've just loved those moments so far like i just (laughs) always just throw my arms up in the air as soon as you start hearing jordan speak like oh where's he gonna be in the scene um i just think they're so well done um but yeah i really enjoyed it um Mm. and then going into episode three um Mm. a replay i believe it's called um yeah this episode's fascinating. It has a really cool concept where it's like a mother and her son who's like going to be going to college the next day. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like their last full day together. Um, yeah. And she's they're, they're at a cafe and she's brought this like camcorder because it's like nostalgic to her because I think she filmed like his first steps or yeah. Just a she, well, of, like, basically, she's up. like filmed his whole life on it. So he's yeah. like, why don't you switch to something more modern? And she like because that hasn't been with me as long as you have. Like exactly, yeah. yeah. This, this has sentimental value. Yeah. So it's cool. Like you already get that retro feel. And yeah, um, yeah she like hits the re button and suddenly she manages to like actually rewind time Mm. um the first time you see it i think he's like he spills ketchup on his shirt and then she goes back in time and it's like before he's obviously spilled yeah she rewinds it to delete Um, what she just recorded and ends up rewinding time yeah 
Um, so it's really cool, like an amazing again, just straight away I'm in because it's this zany sci-fi yeah. concept that I'm super into. Um, I thought the first like 30 minutes of this was so awesome. Like I thought it was so tense, so nerve-wracking. The, the like, I was holding my breath for so this, many scenes. Um, th- this, this was my favorite so far. Like that yeah. whole section again this one tails away at the end um yeah but not as not as much as the others but kind of i still was more satisfied but definitely tails away um but that whole che- that whole middle sequence you know it basically as the mother discovers she can record at this i'm um, sorry rewind um time um they are basically being tormented by a by a cop, a, a kind of um, highway patrol officer mm. that is just constantly finding excuses to pull them over, and and um, most of the time ends up um, assaulting her son, and in some situations much worse, and kind of arresting yeah. or whatever, and kind of she has to keep rewinding time, and they're basically on this. She's on this highway trying to get away from this um, police officer, and no matter how she changes the day um they can't get away from him and i just thought that was fantastic and um i love that he's just like this villain that you just can't get away from no matter what choice or path you take he's just always there and you know you know like when we saw the movie the ranger and like all the promos for that i was Mm. like that's what i wanted that movie to be yeah just like this dude that was just like just there always and like it was so daunting like you say every time you saw him you were just like oh fuck and like Mm. um reminiscent of kind of like you know jeepers creepers one when they're on the road and just kind of like looking out and when you saw those lights you're like fuck and um yeah i i really enjoyed like those moments yeah Um, it's it's cool again where it's like this you know it's the whole point of the twilight zone is you have these wild sci-fi concepts but then dealing with these like modern issues so i thought it was really cool that it was very much you know the way the police um you know kind of mm. interacts with people of color in america today is very much a hot topic and so yeah the way the way they did that i thought was really well done until the final third um i really thought this like i really didn't like the ending at all and i, I don't know if mm. it's because of what i thought was going to happen um or what did happen i feel like this is going to be a little bit spoilery um so fair warning but kind of as it like the thing i loved in the first half an hour was that he he kind of always had a reason to talk to him you know even though he was definitely going out of his way it was a case of like you know there was an issue with the car there was a noise complaint like there was actual reasons and it was so it was a case of is it a coincidence is he just doing his job or is he going too far and i love that because i i kind of i got the impression that there weren't those scenarios and that he was actually making them up because what was the issue with the car I, like ca- I can't remember issue. i can't remember exactly but he the reason what i loved about the car thing was he said um he wanted to get the papers and obviously they refused and then there was this whole backstory yeah, he, the first... only, what, he only wanted those because he thought she shouldn't be driving a, a car that new there was no right. reason for her to show the well, well yeah that, that's what i'm saying like obviously yeah. that is that is leaning more towards yeah. the racial aspect yeah. of it but the reason why i loved it was because then she, when she refuses yeah. it then sets up the story of what has she actually done because there are massive yeah. undertones in the first 30 minutes where she the the son wants to go see his uncle and she is really against the idea like vehemently against it and you're like what the yeah. hell has happened to her in her history and so i'm immediately yeah, thinking I kinda... like i was like she killed the uncle she stole his car and that's how she's paid for the college so like i'm thinking of all these crazy ideas and yeah. i was thinking oh it'd be such a good twist if she is actually the villain of this piece and she yeah, has done something very bad. interesting and it so would that's just ruin what, the message yeah like but that's what i was thinking and so <laughs> it would be like two steps forward three but steps I, back but i feel like that was what they were trying to do and i thought it was really yeah. well done so then when it does when they do just reveal that the uncle helps them is a really nice guy and ultimately saves the day for him i was like i was like girl why are you so against like going to see your uncle mm. that that made no it was such a red herring for the sake of being and especially kind of like he had like the artwork in his house like mm. black lives matter and stuff yeah and it just suddenly became really like and then well, the, he was the, suddenly the, the most important part of the story at that point. yeah and even like the cop at that point became full just just yeah horror movie villain he wasn't mm. you know he didn't really have rationale at that point like no. the i know we're getting right into it now but kind of like you know towards the end he's just pulling a gun out for no reason yeah um you know because you know he didn't have a good reason before but there was hostility and kind of confrontation whereas Mm. at this point he's just straight up you know drawing on him for no reason and yeah it kind of it definitely it definitely did fall away like i say i think all all three of these episodes for me Mm. like 
super fun. 25 minutes in, I'm buzzing. And, and the last few minutes, um, I'm, I'm disappointed. I feel like this one, the buzz was higher. So therefore, oh, yeah. the come down was not as much. Well, this one, for why, me, it was the opposite effect. Um, like, this was my favorite 30 minutes and then my least favorite 15 minutes out of all yeah. of them. So I don't really know. I think this is my favorite one because of how yeah. well the first 30 minutes were. But yeah. I really, I hated the way it went. And by, when it ended, yeah. I had such a bad taste in my mouth because I thought they'd done such a genius job of keeping it this really subtle thing that could go either way. And then as soon as they went immediately one way, I, I feel like all tension was lost at that point. And you kind of knew what was going to happen. And when they started doing the whole, and also they immediately forget the rewind mechanic. Like that just becomes completely <laughs> irrelevant for the last 15 minutes. Um, yeah. One other thing as well that really irritated me was the lottery scene um, in the hotel was just, I thought so poorly written and made no sense where yeah. she, she obviously rewinds time. She sees the lottery numbers. And so you're like, Oh, okay, this is interesting. Cause again, they've made a massive point about money and all of this stuff. And I'm like, is she going to try and buy a ticket? But then she rewinds like just before the lotto is about to, to draw. So I'm like, well, she obviously doesn't have time to do a ticket at this point like rewind anyway she does actually rewind way earlier after that so she could have i mean and then every time i'd just be like i'm just gonna buy a ticket as well like i know yeah. i've got to get like, away why not? from this police guy <laughs> but what's the harm in two minutes but that so that scene she basically goes to her son hey if i can guess the lottery numbers you've got to promise to visit your mum at least once a year and he's like okay sure and then she just rattles off all the numbers and he's like Oh, that's weird, mom. And then they just gloss over it and do nothing about it. And then it obviously then leads on to another scene. But I was like, mm. that is not how anyone would react in that scene. If someone <laughs> I was with just randomly said all the lottery numbers, I'd be like, you are Satan or yeah. you have some sort of power. Why are you not telling me? Like that to me was just, you can't use that as a small crux in a TV show of just, Hey, someone just happened to predict the lottery numbers, you know, <laughs> like that to me is a massive turning point where you go, okay, you explain to me your power right now, or I'm going to like call the police on you. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I didn't, I really didn't like that. The fact that it was supposed to be this cute little bonding moment, mm. but to me that the levity was too high with the lottery numbers. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That, yeah, that really annoyed me. Um, but overall, like I say, really good. And like, I, like I've been fascinated with this season. And the, I don't know, did you see the little teaser for next week's one? I I didn't watch it. I kind of just like going into them. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? They are a little um, bit spoilery, but I cannot wait for this one. <laughs> oh my God, it looks so good. It, it look, proper looks like the thing. And I just, nice. I cannot wait. Nice. I'm down see, I, some creature effects. Yeah, I've just been loving. I've, I've really been enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, been so, fun. It's yeah, because like I say it's really worth talking about, which I really enjoy about it for sure. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, you know, it's like a not so good Black Mirror. Yeah, and that's where I'm at with it right now. Where like it's it's kind of very thought provoking, but doesn't mm. give you that kind of you know that that real polish like the Black Mirror episodes seem to. But still, yeah, you know, I think that's what we said doors. last week, where it feels really old fashioned, and and that's yeah. cool. But I feel like obviously for me, Black Mirror does feel like the absolute modern day representation of what that show used yeah. to be. Yeah. Whereas very this much. very much feels like, hey, yeah, let's bring back a, a thing throwback. Yeah. that worked in the fifties, you know, yeah. and they're trying to work, make it work now. They're doing a great job of it, but it, a lot of the stuff does seem dated, <clears throat> especially Definitely. with this message, um, because they make it kind of obvious. Um, but yeah, another show so, that started. Shall we do the big one? Yeah, I mean, I don't really the know. Walking what... Dead finale. <laughs> so how did it go? <laughs> <laughs> Are we doing this? I don't mind. Whatever you want to talk about. Let's save yeah, let's save Game of Thrones for last, man. Okay. Like, I don't imagine um, we're gonna have much to say about it other than yeah, no, it's sick. I but... mean, um yeah, Walking Dead finale. Um before I get on to the finale, the I was gonna say, is um, this is this sort of is this spoilery or Oh yeah. Yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> um so episode fifteen um just blew me the fuck away. Um was is that the one before the last one? Yeah, the one, one before yeah. the finale. It, it, it is, I'll get onto the fact that how this isn't the finale upsets me greatly. Like, <laughs> so much. It really upsets me. Um, because this was a fantastic finale. You've got the, the fear that we're talking about all throughout. Um, I loved the fact that kind of the... Um, um the skinners one of them infiltrates the 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 um the trade fair because everyone is reintroducing themselves so the people from alexandria don't know hilltop so they are strangers to each other so she can just walk among them and they don't know and i love that as a message and kind of like they do go into it that like 
they're not this community anymore and an enemy managed to walk among us and i thought that was fantastic mm. um and ultimately the final scene of that episode like blew my mind where kind of you know full spoilers but you know i already spoke about it how i felt like multiple court cast members were gonna go and that's exactly what happens uh we got 10 heads on spikes and kind of <laughs> a few of them are pretty major characters um you know not not ones that are like you know like not like a michonne or like you know daryl but like fairly big characters ones that i weren't expecting and ones that i was kind of like gutted that had been killed and yeah, i was kinda, gonna say was it was it yeah yeah, there were a couple where there like a couple of characters that I found I was really enjoying. One character I was well glad was on there. <laughs> but but a couple of characters I was really gutted were on there and quite upset. Like and so yeah, it was a fantastic moment, like a real kind of comeback to form and kind of the reveal that the the skinners have got this giant horde of hundreds of thousands of zombies in this quarry as well that can be unleashed upon our um survivors was fantastic and kind of i really thought that is how you end the season because at the season finale felt like a season opener it was very much kind of the um because it's really funny because the episode the the episode 15 was called the calm before and then episode 16 was called the storm mm. and it was definitely the storm and then the calm after um because kind of this episode was very much our characters dealing with the deaths and kind of yeah. coming past it and then basically them all trying to get together in one place to, to start to fight these guys and kind of um there being this massive snowstorm hence the name which was cool and like cool to see and them trying to get through the snowstorm and survive but it was quite a slow episode and at the end of it it had no real finale kick there was like um a, a voice started to play on the um the radio to show that there are more survivors out there, which was like cool. And to be honest, I didn't hear it too well. I'm not sure whether it might have been someone we recognized. It it didn't. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't quite come across. So I didn't mm. really know who was meant to be on there, but I just kind of like felt like that. It felt like a slower pace season opener. And for like such an amazing second half of this season, I felt like they should have went out with a bang with episode 15. Yeah. But um, still, still massively enjoying it and pumped for the next season. I'm back. Nice. <laughs> I, said, I knew yeah. you'd start watching it. I just didn't know whether it'd be a case of if you enjoyed it or not. But um, yeah, most I've cool enjoyed it in enjoy years. It. Yeah, cool. Negan. Negan was was cool. Like mm. he's he's back. Like he's he's become full hero now. How many episodes have you watched in the last sort of couple of weeks? Then, like when I you won't talk about it. Was I it watched eleven episodes? So was that? Was that? Did you? Do you think that that massively helped not having to watch yeah. it every week? You know, and just yeah. being like, sit down, watch it, and then you're gonna yeah. feel you Binged know, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel like that show lends to it. I feel like a Game of Thrones. You want to experience each kind of week because it's kind of like, well, we've only got six of them, so we need to savor them. But yeah. like with this, I felt like binging it was the perfect way because it definitely, you know, it has its slow moments, but then. Mm it didn't feel like so long between kind of the highs because I'm just throwing them back on. So, so yeah, definitely. I feel like I might let these build up and, and just binge discuss them. Like I have this time yeah. when the season next comes out, but we'll see. Cause I'm definitely going to watch the, 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 um, the premiere straight away. So we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah. Um, but yeah, and then game of Thrones is back. Um, it's back. It's crazy. That it's only six episodes, isn't it? Like, I know. It's and so I already wild. feel like this episode has come and gone and like not massive things have happened. You know, it, it was, was shorter it was than I was much... expecting as well. It was yeah, only about was 51 50 minutes. minutes. I, yeah, I feel 51 like there was supposed to all be like 90 minutes. I, th I think this is the shortest of the season. Right. Um, and it very much was kind of a, um, uh, uh, just, you know, reintroduction. Yeah. Refresher. So many characters at this point. Um, mm. The only real character that does like quite a bit is Theon Greyjoy because obviously mm. like his stuff kind of happened really quickly, yeah, um, and and way too easily that I wonder where that's going to go because that was just far too easy, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Full spoiler but, alert, by the way, I guess for this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, at this point, Game of Thrones <laughs> everywhere is being spoiled, but yeah, yeah, yeah spoilers. I mean, we're not going to go into it massively, no. but. I definitely enjoyed it. I enjoyed um, the, the the very final scene, which we yeah. won't talk about massively, but I I really enjoyed that. And kind of was like, hell yeah. Then the episode ended. I was like, no, like, I want to keep going. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a weird episode. I feel like it was just really fun and enjoyable, which yeah, is not it easy. It just kind of got going. And like, 
um, we we got some cool dragon scenes, mm. like some of the coolest shit. I was just like, do you know what? Dragons are cool, man. Mm. Do you yeah, know I really what's cooler like... than a dragon? <laughs> like two dragons with people riding them. I'm like, yeah. I like watch these How to Train a Dragon movies. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoyed it. It was definitely slower than I was expecting, and I feel like, yeah, that's definitely kind of purposeful. Um, mm. It's weird when you talk about it, especially when you just said about The Walking Dead and kind of how the, you know, the one before the finale was more crazy. And I feel like that's that is very much what these modern shows do. Like I definitely think um, Game of Thrones and especially Breaking Bad was very much like that, where they'd oh, always, Bad, yeah. they would always try and catch you with what you thought would be a slow week when it was crazy. So I feel like the finales and the premieres were never the mental episodes. It was always kind of like a random one in the middle or one before the finale. Um, yeah. I always Game miss Thrones, how like... Uh, it's a good point. Game of Thrones was definitely like the anti-lost where kind of like it yeah. was the one before the finale was not... Yeah. Uh, I miss Lost when it was like always the oh, finale was just the most batshit thing you could possibly imagine. I like know, because then I'd I'd be going insane for like thirty. I don't months. I love that. Like, I feel like <laughs> probably the like five of the best episodes of the entire season are like all the finales. It's so cool. Um, but yeah, I, I really... wish we we had the podcast when Lost was going on because Listen, we our could watch it. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be the same it's like our listeners would fucking love it like we lost our minds on a weekly basis we could have done our own lost podcast we were that i mean i feel like so it was it it was they did six seasons right is that yeah. right so yeah. the, the gap between season five and season six which was about a whole year um yeah during that whole year we must have spoke on like a weekly basis for at least for an about, hour or so. yeah for about an hour and a half like we could have just done a weekly podcast speculating on what's going to happen in season six yeah. of lost it would like, have been it was, fantastic it was like you the most i've gone. ever been invested in anything <laughs> like it was so like the season finale of, of that season was just the most yeah. mental thing ever that any like i remember sitting down How to are we watch, talking about lost i can't wait the, the, when i sat down to game of thrones is back um when i when i sat down to watch that season premiere of season six I remember yeah. the excitement just being like, it, I don't know what the first image is going to be on the screen. No. And like, like even watching Game of Thrones, it was cool where I was like, oh, we're back in Winterfell with all these characters. Yeah. And like, but it was very much like what you was expecting, you know, and I know it's difficult to compare it or whatever. But like, I remember that moment of being like, I have no idea what the first image is going to be. And I remember when we saw it, I was just blown away. Blew um, my minds. But yeah, no, I did enjoy it. It was slow, but it was it was fun. It was obviously great to see the characters, and it's very mm. much it propelled a lot in terms of story of what what's actually happening. Yeah, it's most... our reintroduction, and it's it's just it, it really is the calm before the storm. Like... Yeah, we we kind of know like what the main battles are going to be now, and it is very much focused on like these sort of three or four characters. Obviously, there's still a lot of characters, but it's very much sort of centered around the three or four now. Um, yeah. and it's fascinating to see. I, I loved, like you say, the going from that Jon Snow scene at the end, which was really amazing, to then the reveal of where Jamie now is for like mm-hmm. the first time in forever. Um, I loved all that, and it was immediately kind of the second the credits started, I was like, oh, I have to wait a week. Like, it was so mm-hmm. frustrating. Um. But yeah, Jamie I, looks I can't baller, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he really does. He looks, he looks um, straight out of Lord of the Rings now. Yeah, I can't wait to see like what he does. I, I know there's already a lot of theories out there of what he'll do this season. Um, and yeah, I can't wait to see it. But um, this show's find a weird more, one. Like, find I, more shows, man. I know. I'm really not ready for it to end. Like, it's going to be weird. I feel like I'm going to have to rewatch this at some point in the future. Um, just to like take it all in properly. But it's been a ride. It's been a hell of a ride. Um. Mm. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, like I said, probably it's annoying because I, I think the Curse of La Llorona is out in America next week. Um, but of course, we don't get it. La um, Llorona. Yeah, get used to that. Um, but uh, definitely the first person to do that. <laughs> yeah, hundred um, percent. I think it's out in like May, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Um, Big question mark. If it ever comes out, but there's plenty of on-demand stuff. Like I say, we'll, we'll probably check out. We we'll probably check out some of the Netflix stuff because um, I'm really like interested to see what some of these are. Um, mm. But yeah, that's pretty much it for this week. Uh, that was episode 139. Uh, where we talked about Book of Monsters. Uh, thanks for listening, as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone.